Welcome to Series 2, Women on the Move, Behind Closed Doors podcast series. I'm Donnie Walford, the founder and managing director of Behind Closed Doors. In today's episode, we are speaking with the inspirational Kelly Noble, the founder and managing director of Glam Adelaide. Since moving to South Australia in 2000, she has been an absolute advocate for the state, promoting the best of South Australia. She established her first media agency in the state, Glam Digital, in 2007, along with her media business, Glam Adelaide, which still grows and thrives today with over 500,000 unique visitors per month. I know you'll be excited to hear how Kelly established such a successful business in this podcast series. Uh, Kelly, we are so pleased to have you on our podcast series two uh, today. Uh, Thank you so much for making some time. I know how busy you are, so we feel really privileged that you've been able to find the time for us. I've always got time for you, Donnie. So tell us about how you got to where you are today. You know, when you were a little girl, did you ever think that Glam Adelaide was going to be your career choice? Oh, God, no. Um, I hated (laughs) English at school. Uh, It was my least favourite subject. I was a maths and science girl with a bit of art thrown in. And there was nothing I hated more than writing. (laughs) You surprised me. Yeah, absolutely hated it. I hated essays. I loved reading, but I hated writing. And so I thought I'll do PR because then I can be creative and earn some money. Even though PR is a lot of writing. Well, no, I didn't realise that. Sex in the City oh. was out <laughs> and I thought it was all parties. And I really did. But when I was in my degree, there was, yeah, there was just a lot of writing media releases and I, I, I loathed it. But I came to Adelaide on holidays. I wasn't living in Adelaide. And I fell in love with it and wanted to move here. I was in the process of moving to Sydney when I finished my degree and decided I I much would rather uh, come to Adelaide. I could afford to buy a house. Mm. There were beaches surrounded by wineries. And so I started writing letters and I wrote to Mitsubishi and I said, if if you let me come and work for you for free for a month, I'll show you what I can do. Uh, And if you like me, you can hire me. And if you don't, then I've got a great bit of work experience on my resume. And so I did that and they created a position for me and I was working in corporate affairs there. And yeah, so I set up their first employee intranet. I was doing media monitoring. So I was having to read all these newspapers every morning. So then I started taking photos and filing them online so people could actually find things and reference them. Setting up MySpace pages for cars and involved in that kind of discussion and That was really early. And then what I struggled with, because I was 23 when I moved to Adelaide, I had no idea where anything was. I I couldn't find any bars. I didn't know where the (laughs) restaurants were. All I had was the white pages and the yellow pages. And I used to drive around in my car in the city on Saturday night looking for groups of people walking places to try and figure out where they were walking to. So complete stalker. I thought there's got to be a better way. So just in one of my lunch hours, I set up a group uh, on MySpace called Glam Adelaide. And the idea was that people could post stuff. Because back in those days, you know, everyone was worried about serial killers finding your identity. So nobody had a real name. Mine was Mia. And you certainly didn't have location tags. So you just meet all these random people from around the world. You never meet people from your hometown or where you were living. 
So I figured if I called it Glam Adelaide, people would know it was Adelaide-based, so Adelaide people could find it. But then also it was about all the glamorous, fabulous things about Adelaide. So it was definitely bars, festivals, music festivals, fashion parades, like all that sort of stuff that you're interested in when you're 23. And so many people joined straight away. So we, we had this massive group and everyone's posting all this stuff that was going on and like your newsfeed now on Facebook or whatever, um, it was there was just so much information. It was it was too hard to find. So I Googled how to make a website and I started filing things like I did back in my Mitsubishi days and going, okay, we'll, we'll make a, a, this is where all the bar information is going to go and this is where all the fashion stuff is going to go. And so I made a directory and it was also so I could find bars and things. It, was, it wasn't for money. It was so I had a social life. And it's just kind of evolved from there. So... You know, it took years and years of working for free and just doing it as a passion project. So I'd finish work at six and I'd go out to events and I'd take photos on this tiny little digital camera with a um, a homemade media pass that I'd flash (laughs) at events. And uh, and then I'd get home at like midnight, I'd edit the photos, I'd upload on the website, I'd get up at, you know, six and do some more updates and then I'd go and work a, a sort of a full day in the office. And so it was this all-consuming passion that really just got me into cool events and so did you did you start off by doing a lot of writing or was it more just describing no no, it was was all photographs and it was all photo galleries Um, it was kind of notices of upcoming events and media releases and what year did you start 2007 right and so now that's incredible last year we had 14 million hits Oh, babe, that's awesome. Yeah. It's still a majority of people in Adelaide. So those aren't um, users. Those are people coming back multiple times. But we get about half a million unique users a month. So, but yeah, most of them are from South Australia. We certainly have expats. But yeah, we've got, because we have so much content on the site, we have sort of a huge Google presence. And because we've been going for so long, uh, we've got 21,000 stories on our website. So... We're quite easily found if people are looking for stuff. And we've got quite a a history of content. So everything from, you know, arts reviews to, you know, what's been happening in the food and wine scene for the last 15 years. We're a bit of an archive. (laughs) So how did you turn it from a hobby into a profitable business? I broke up from my long-term boyfriend, you know, back in the early days. And we had bought a house together and I had a mortgage. And so I had to have my corporate job to pay for my mortgage. And um, suddenly I didn't have to pay for a mortgage. So if you want to start a business, break up. No, (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) I was going to ask you what tips would you have for uh, other startups, but we don't want them to all break up. I think I've just, um, being in PR, I think part of your skill set is that you are never given any budget and you've always got to try and find ways to promote stuff with no budget. So you, you look longingly at the advertising and marketing department who have, you know, in my case at Mitsubishi, they had millions of dollars to promote stuff and we had to try and get coverage and get messaging out there with no budget. So I've taken that skill set into Glam Adelaide and we've done everything by the smell of an oily rag. I built the website. I've been the tech guy since it all started. Uh, I've probably saved hundreds of thousands of dollars by doing that myself. Right. So there's a lot of ways that I've kind of affordably grown the business and chipping away at it, you know. So it's just been a labour of love. But I think what happened is we have a business membership and that's always been my model since day one. 
rather than just banner ads or whatever. And back in when I first went, oh, I've got to make some money out of this because I'm paying all these hosting fees for the website and stuff. Mm. I charged $200 a year and I would publish as many media releases as you wanted and I'd promote everything you did. It was very labor intensive. It wasn't a very good financial strategy, but it brought some income in. So I had, you know, I had a few clients and I think at the, at the end of the year, my problem was that people are like, I'm not really seeing the value. And so I had to start reporting. And once I started reporting and showing people the value, it it changed everything. So your business model now, what is it the same or similar? Yeah, it's quite similar. So we still have our memberships and businesses pay to come on board with us and then we work with the business over 12 months and we'll try and find newsworthy news uh, to talk about so uh, we'll publish a few stories a year and promote that out through our social media channels and everything else but it's not a cash for comment arrangement most of our content probably 90 percent or more of our content is free newsworthy you know stuff that we've put up just because we think our readers are interested and I think having you know, all of our content being newsworthy and maintaining our integrity is a really important part of what we do. So people know they can trust us. So even if we're working financially with a business, we're only going to put something up if we do endorse it and we believe in it and we think it's, you know, worth reading. I just want to do what I do well and uh, be useful and help businesses. And it's a really happy space to be in as well because it's, it's a great news. space to be in, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, so yeah. you, you've done some wonderful things with Showcase SA. Why don't you tell us about that and what what was the reason for starting that up? Because you wanted to have more flexibility, yet you start up another almost (laughs) startup. (laughs) Yeah, this takes a moron. Basically, we were we were in Fiji on holidays, actually, lying by the pool, and just started getting all these messages from people, and everyone was. freaking out because it had just been announced that Brand SA was being defunded by the government. And, you know, as you well know, the institution kind of that Brand SA represented has been around for 40 years. um, Yes. Including when you ran it. And it's an important part of the business community in South Australia. And the funding was too far ingrained in in everything that they did. So they were just going to have to shut the doors. And we thought that was quite a sad thing Mm. for something that had really you know helped a lot of businesses over the years and the brand SA model was a membership model and it was all about promoting and supporting South Australian business and I thought well those are three things that I do with Glam Adelaide like there's a lot of synergies there so I started conversations with them and said well look what if we take over the business community and we continue running the events and give people, a, you know, the opportunity to continue their networking and professional development and all the rest of it. And so we met with, uh, with Brand SA and they endorsed us and said, yep, we're happy for this to happen. On the last business day of the financial year, that, and it was their last day of trade, they agreed. So right down to the wire. So I brought my husband, Steve, along to the meeting because I wasn't really sure what was going to happen in it or, you know, what answers I needed to give to, to the questions. I thought it would be good to have a wingman. <laughs> and, you know, we kind of walked out of there and, and went, oh, my gosh, I think, I think we've just got a, an event business. Like it seems a lot more event heavy than I realised because they were, they were just having, I don't know, so maybe four events a, a week. There was just... Really? Oh, yeah. And I, I, I don't think I realised that going in. Steve and I went home and we thought, okay, this is fantastic news. Obviously, we're really happy to help here. Uh, no money was involved. 
So we were just doing it because we thought it was the right thing to do. And they agreed because they didn't want to see it end. So it was kind of a very um, mutually beneficial agreement. But we had to start it from scratch. So basically all we had was an email that Brand SA sent out to their members saying, if you want to keep going to events, here's a link, go and um, register your interest with, with Glam Adelaide. Right. And that was, that was it. Then they closed. So what happened next is that Steve, went, uh, Steve and I went home and, and had a think about it and we thought, well, Glam Adelaide's not the right brand for corporate events. Uh, so if you've got, you know, the CEO of Santos, I don't know if he's going to go to a Glam Adelaide lunch. Uh, we need to, some, you know, bring something a bit more corporate to the table. So we um, played around with some names and came up with Showcase South Australia, which, I th- you know, I still think is a great name. I'm really happy with it. It was the first one we came up with. Because that's good. exactly what you're doing. Absolutely. Mm. So then we got uh, that weekend, built the website, built the e-commerce uh, membership portal, set up all the social media, registered the name, got the graphic designers on board for a logo, did everything. So this is all an extra cost to your business then? Yeah, yeah. But we did have things like the CRM system that we use for Glam Adelaide um, is really robust. So I was like, well, I can just add another account onto that. So there were some economies of scale, but absolutely it was all a, all a, all out of pocket for us. But we set up an entire business, CRM system, automations, billing, zero, everything was set up in one weekend. On Monday, <laughs> we launched. And on Tuesday, we had our first paying member. And on Wednesday, we held our first event. Oh, and Kelly. so Unbelievable. <laughs> and, what, and, and, and these events are all about showcasing South Australian businesses. Yep. So it's, it, it follows on from the brand SA model that was already in existence. So what, while I was doing all the tech stuff, Steve was calling all of the events that had been cancelled, all of the guest speakers and saying, do you want to do this still? And everyone said, absolutely. So we, we basically picked up the whole event schedule that had been planned for the next six months, which allowed us to find our feet um, and figure out what people did and didn't want. And then we kind of finessed the best parts of brand SA. And also we were able to innovate quite a lot which I think they were constrained by because they had all their layers of regulations because they had the government uh, funding and that sort of thing. Yeah, so it's a, it's a range of different events. There's professional training and development. Uh, so people might be learning about WeChat for business or they might be learning culture um, in the workplace. Then you've got CEO lunches so that all the decision makers get in a room in a small group and actually can do business without having to go, I just got to go back to my boss and ask. And then you've got, you know, VIP experiences and first looks at hotels and, you know, shipping uh, behind the scenes. And it's it's So is this a membership model for you as well? Yeah. So our our listeners go on to the Glam Adelaide site or do they? No, it's showcasesa.com.au and businesses can subscribe. So there's there's three memberships. One starts at 500, it goes up to 5,000. But now it's grown so much that Steve is now the CEO of that company and he's running that company because right. Glam Adelaide has continued to grow as well. So we've now both come out of our best year ever. So it's it's really exciting for us to be able to connect to consumers through Glam Adelaide and to businesses through Showcase SA. And Kelly, congratulations to, to you and Steve for the big 2020 uh, community event of the year. Why don't you tell our listeners about why did you, why did you develop that event uh, and what has it meant to you by winning that brilliant award? Yeah, so that was quite a nice surprise. So on Australia Day, we were awarded the Citizen of the Year Community Event of the Year at Town Hall um, in the city. And we we jointly won that, which was a nice thing to share. But 
That was from sort of 12 months ago at the end of January. We held the SA for SA Bushfire fundraising gala. And that spun out of, it was our last day at Glam uh, the year before. So in December, it was our um, knockoff drinks and we were sitting drinking cocktails and all of a sudden all the messages started coming through that the hills were on fire and plenty of the businesses, because we work in, in sort of a lifestyle space, a lot of our businesses are wineries and bars and restaurants. So all of the wineries um, and businesses we knew in the, the hills were at risk and some were on fire. Uh, and what was happening was that nobody had any idea where the fire was, what roads were closed, who was in danger, what the people in the hills should be doing. And I was jumping around. We manage a Adelaide Hills Facebook page. So we were sharing some stuff on that page and then there was stuff going on over here. And then, you know, KI started and it was just this chaos. And so drawing from all the stuff that I've already done in my past with digital, just figured it would be easier to have a Facebook group that everyone could share their updates into. And so everyone was just sharing information into it and it became really quickly like the, the place to find out what was going on with the fires and who was being affected and how people could help. And I said, all right, I've got a new cause for us. Uh, we need to throw a fundraiser because there's people that are they have nothing and they need money now so we decided to do an event we thought it would be at town hall and as we progressed the interest in the event exceeded the capacity of town hall so then we called the convention center and they said look we're, we're on board just tell us how many seats you need and so we started at 400 and we grew to 1400 tickets we sold in a week are you for 1,400, Kelly? Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, so I think it was the biggest event held in um, Adelaide last year. It would have been. Yeah, so, and it happened like two weeks before everything started shutting down uh, and all of the restrictions started coming into place. So we, we just scraped in, but we raised half a million dollars that night. So it was, it, was, it was a really wonderful thing to be a part of. The volunteers that were involved were phenomenal. I bet. Everybody I got bet. involved and our whole That business... was such a community, like a big yeah. community over to the KI. That, that, that bushfire brought the community of South Australia together and, and all credit to you for the initiative, let alone being a part of it. It was very yeah. rewarding but um, yeah. also heartbreaking because we got all the stories. Of course. Of so... course. So just finally, <laughs> yeah. The, the top three tips that you would give to any startup, what would they be? Find all the free resources you can and talk to people like me. Uh, there's plenty of other people with businesses out there, but ask them for their cost-saving measures. A lot of people think that they need to invest and have a whiz-bang website and have an app and have all, you know, uh, signage and amazing marketing materials and, uh, you know, I was laminating my own business cards in the office and cutting them up and handing them out uh, like there's, I think people just imagine that you have to hit, I mean, it does depend on what you do. You don't want to go to a doctor's surgery that has homemade business cards. But, <laughs> but depending on your industry, I think there's a lot of shortcuts you can take. And, you know, making the most of social media is another one because it's, a, again, it's a free resource and LinkedIn has been invaluable for showcase, but it's not really necessary for glam. Uh, Facebook no. is better for glam, but there's there's just, there's a lot you can do for, for a very little amount of money and all this, the free software programs out there and free stock photography and there's, you just need to do a bit of Googling, I think. The second thing would be 
to do something that you're passionate about rather than something you just think is a great money spinning idea. I could have and probably would have closed my business, you know, 50 times or more if I had gone into it for the money. And it's only because I've you know, loved what I'm doing that I'm still here because I, I didn't make money for such a long time. It was absolutely a, a passion project. So I think you've got to have the will to get through those hard times. And I think loving what you do is, is the catalyst for that. And I think surrounding yourself with the right people is the last one. And you would know that from behind closed doors, you know, and with showcase, we see that too, but even just your friends. I think getting rid of negative people and, and getting people who are going to boost you up and, and give you free support and and whether that's in friendship or that's business advice if you surround yourself with positive happy successful people and they don't have to be rich just successful in their you know they're they're happy where they are in life it's going to really boost you up when you need it and and help drive you forward I think it's great you know cutting all the deadwood out and I think you need to do that personally and professionally to to succeed no, I totally agree. Kelly, as I've said, you're a fabulous South Australian. We love you uh, that you've you made Adelaide your home. Everything you're doing for South Australia from all South Australians, thank you. Thank you so much for the chat. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Women on the Move podcast brought to you by Behind Closed Doors. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. To find out more about leadership and professional development for you, visit BehindCloseDoors.com where you can find the full range of memberships and coaching and mentoring options available. This is a Narrative Network podcast.